Turn up the heat this summer. Get propane delivery straight to your door with Cinch. C-Y-N-C-H. It's easy and convenient to order, and Cinch brings the tanks to your home on your schedule. Just go to Cinch.com. That's C-Y-N-C-H.com. Select your delivery date and drop-off location, and Cinch handles the rest. Now, new customers can get their first propane tank exchange for just $10 when they use promo code TANK10 at checkout. Cinch. Propane Grill Tank Home Delivery. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Visit C-Y-N-C-H.com offer for details. Who loves to tailgate? The Plato's Closet Fairfax and Manassas locations will be tailgating this Sunday. College students go back to campus in style. Plato's Closet will be putting out all their college apparel in addition to gently used trends from hundreds of popular brands. Shop and save up to 70% off regular retail prices. Don't miss the tailgate party this Sunday at Plato's Closet Fairfax and Manassas locations. Plato's Closet is now hiring. Find us in Fairfax in the Greenbrier Shopping Center and in Manassas at the shops at Signal Hill. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we're doing 1983's The Dead Zone, directed by David Cronenberg. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Nothing. Nothing. Back at work. Nothing again. (laughs) No. I've been just doing all my little projects and stuff on the side. Mm. Did you get your cards done? Uh, What cards? The Christmas cards. Were they Christmas cards? No. Were they? No. I don't think so. No. I have, well, I haven't done any Christmas cards. The, e- the eels. Oh, the eels. Yeah. Um, no. I did them, but I didn't do anything else. Oh, right, them. okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I look forward so to these cards. That's cryptic, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my eel cards. I, d- I, uh, I was watching Bob Ross with Rob the other night, oh, like really so late at good. night. And I was like, I need to start this. I need to start painting Bob Rosses. You need to start painting. They're so easy. All you need is just a, a set of oil paints and liquid white. And liquid white and a canvas. White gesso. Fan brush. A canvas. A big brush and a little brush. Yeah, that's it. And somewhere to, to go. Yeah. A beautiful woodland scene with some mountains and a cabin. Yeah. yeah. Better than and my first attempt. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, I liked your first attempt. I liked my first attempt. It was very um, dinosaur it was times. Yeah. That's what I was I think going for. It was for. the red sky. Yeah. That made it primordial. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm surprised that I did anything because I dropped it twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it turned out pretty well. <laughs> it turned out fine. Just because you can drop a painting and if you're a good artist, it'd be fine. Exactly. So, I always knew I had yeah. this talent. I mean,. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what have I done? No, I've not really done much. Um, just been like revising for my new, my new job. Yeah. My my sort of double Exciting. job, my sciencing job. Yeah. Uh, what else have I done? I went down a Penn Bagley route because I watched Easy A with Emma uh, right. Stone in it, and then I watched right. You, and then I started watching Gossip Girl. So yeah, I've never oh, seen Gossip Girl. I'm not keen on it to be honest. It's really, it's just rich people drama. It's, it's a bit shit. <laughs> uh. I I haven't really seen. I've seen bits of it. Yeah. Um, I don't quite understand it. Who is the Gossip Girl? I don't know. Yeah. Is it someone in the in the one of the? I think it's one of the characters girl? that are in it. Yeah. And I think Why it's a boy. Desperate Housewives. Yeah, it is a bit. Yeah, it's that kind of vibe. I think I like Desperate Housewife more, though, to be fair. Tell you what else I've seen on Netflix. Dawson's Creek's come on Netflix. Oh, Dawson's Creek. I never, ever watched it. I have no idea what was going on. I never watched it. Like I've never seen an episode of it. I've seen bits of it from clips and stuff, but I've never actually watched. So I was like, shall I watch it? And I was like, no. Yeah, I was like, shall I watch it? 
I don't I don't think I can. I don't think I can bring myself to do it. If you do watch it, watch an episode at random in the middle of a series because then you'll you'll be watching it as we all watched it where we didn't know what was going on. Get the full experience. Like, if yeah. I pretend you, to do homework can't. and then, yeah, yeah just pick, don't like, season all, five or something. That's not, that's not no one does that. Got to dip in and out. Yeah. yeah. It's like soaps in it a little bit. Like, that kind of happens. Yeah. So you dip in and out, but you can kind of yeah. figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I might do. I might do that. Make it more fun. Just try it. We'll do a podcast. Yeah, do one. We could do it. We could do a a a separate review for Patreon. We could do like Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. (laughs) Would it just be me being like, "What's going on?" And then me going, "Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? It's introduced us to the name Pacey, though." Because I've never ever known anyone named Pacey. I've, I've never, never known anyone named Pacey. No, except him. He's the only one. Like I've never known yeah. anyone. He's the only Pacey. Yeah, weird. Ah, mm. I don't know. I'll see. Maybe. Mm. See how I feel. In our week, we have watched The Dead Zone. Woohoo! Yeah. Another Stephen King. Nineteen eighty-three, directed by David Cronenberg. I didn't realise it was David Cronenberg, and I was like. Ah, I like this then. I feel like it was very Canadian. It felt Canadian. It felt Canadian to me. Mm. Yeah. It scored a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. And the synopsis is, a man awakens from a coma to discover he has a new gift, the ability to read a person's life through contact. This ends up causing problems. Dot, dot, dot. So before we get into it... It really does. Before we get into it, there will be spoilers. So if you've not watched it, give it a watch and come back to us. Yeah, I've not read the book. I kind of know a bit about the book, but like I've not, I've not read it. Um, but I think the dead zone. It's explained in the book as like you know that sort of old theory that people said that you use ten percent of your brain. And the other ninety oh, yeah. percent, basically, the other ninety percent is like the the dead zone. Yeah. And it's like, uh, they reckon he, because he was in a coma, his brain kind of rerouted to get him out of the coma. But then he developed this like ESP kind of mm. second sight kind of thing. But yeah, it's been it's been proven. We use a hundred percent of our brains. We don't just use ten percent. Yeah. Yeah, that whole ten percent thing is is outdated now. Because mm. why would we have a ninety percent brain? Because if you only use ten percent, like... your brain would be like the size of a pea. Yeah, like evolutionary. Mm. Why would we not use use all of your brain? All our brain? Yeah, because your brain uses up a lot of oxygenated blood. So why it wouldn't be very efficient to be like using all using all of it for you're... bits that you don't use? Yeah. Exactly. Who came up with that theory? I don't know. Because people really adopted it. It's weird, isn't it? Science is weird because people sort of find things out, but then obviously later on people disprove it and say, no, this is it. But then people might find something else as well. But it's all kind of... You're basically building on other people's knowledge, aren't you? Yeah. But that's why I quite like it because you kind of get a start, but then you kind of evolve it to other things. But... Yeah, the uh, yeah, I I like this. I thought it was really good. Um, so, the the sheriff was an alien. Oh, Tom yeah, Skerritt. That's exactly what I thought I recognised. Yeah, him. Tom. I thought you'd you'd recognise him, Tom Skerritt. Deborah Hill produced it, and she also produced the Halloween oh. series. So yeah, she's she's a good uh, a good one. Apparently, um, there was a there's bits where something to do with there's a, there was gunfire happening off. It was some I can't remember. There's some something that they wanted Christopher Walken to react to, but his idea was to have a gun firing in the background so like they'd get his reaction and it was more real. I was yeah. like, I would not want that because I'd be a no. nervous wreck. Oh God, honestly. Balletic. Yeah. I can't remember what bit it was for, but like, yeah, it's it's really weird. I wouldn't, I really wouldn't volunteer that at all. Yeah, I don't like it when 
like directors torture their tricks on actors. Yeah, because it just seems really like a horrible thing to do. Even though you, it's like was it in Sid? Was it insidious? I think it's insidious. Like there were things happening, but they told them it was coming from different areas. So when it yeah. happened, they were like, "Oh," because they yeah. didn't well, realize. I don't mind if it's something funny where they get like a genuine laugh. Yeah. Like, like when like Ron Williams like ad lib stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Laugh. That's fine because they're laughing. It's when they like. It's like poor poor Shelley Duvall in flipping. The Shining, who basically got mentally tortured throughout that film, it's horrible. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah, right. Let's do this. So, it starts with a big house, big big house, and then you get your titles, and it's like a sleepy idyllic kind of. You get shots of trees and and nice paths, and, and it's all very nice. But then you get this really tense music underneath it, which I really didn't like. I was like, yeah. I don't like this. this. This is weird. And then it kind of fades into, like, the um, the dead zone lettering. It's, like, on the style of the book. So you get this kind of idyllic picture, but then the dead zone. And then it cuts to school. And Christopher Walken reading The Raven, which I fucking loved. I was like, he should read all Edgar Allan Poe. That was amazing. I would it's listen quite to that. Intense, isn't it? I would I absolutely know, I listen like to that. Being a teacher. Yeah. He's too intense to teach. Yeah, he's a bit scared. You'd be terrified of him, wouldn't you, really? Let's yeah. be honest. But yeah, it was amazing. So he's reading this, this intense dramatization of The Raven. Also, his hair is weird at this point. His hair? It, it was a like a wig. Who he reminds me of? You know in the Halloween films? Mm. Um, the killer. Michael Myers? Yeah, what, the mask? That hair. The mask? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he's, like, the hair on his mask is like... It, it like yeah. Christopher it, Walken's actual hair. Weird. That's interesting. <laughs> that is an interesting, interesting. It was just the fringe. I don't understand what was happening with that fringe. I feel like it must have been a wig. I hope it was a wig. So he's he's reading this dramatic reading of the Raven, but then the school bell goes and he's like, "Right, see you later. I'm off. It's Friday. I'm going." And then he uh, he tell. There's a lot of references to Sleepy Hollow in this, which made me laugh because he ended up playing the headless yeah, horseman in Sleepy Hollow. In yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Read Sleepy Hollow." I'm off. So uh, then he meets his teacher girlfriend Sarah, and they're really cute together. I feel like they're maybe just yeah. starting to date. The kind of they're not mega mega serious, but they're kind of in that getting into that place. And then he's like, "I've got a surprise for you this afternoon." And then it cuts to a roller coaster, and they're on a roller coaster. That roller coaster was the most terrifying part of the film. It looked it like really it, pieces. it didn't look safe, did it? I'd have been like, I don't think I want to go on that rickety wooden roller coaster. Yeah, I was like, Ugh. she she's having a lovely a lovely time, and he's enjoying himself. But then he kind of looks a bit worried, and and it, I thought at first it was going to be like he was going to see like them crashing or something. Yeah, yeah. Like a bit final destination, he kind of thing. Um, but then they end up they end up coming back, and and she's like, "Are you all right?" And he's like, "Oh, I've got a, I've got a headache." Mm. And then so they kind of they kind of go, and then. He walks her back to her door to a house and then she's like, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And then it absolutely starts to batter it down. So then yeah. she's like, it's it's horrible weather. Do you want to come in? And then he's like, no. He's yeah, like, not. no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Which made me kind of think that maybe they were in the early stages of, of going out of each other. He was like, no, now's not the time. So then he goes to leave and then she runs after him and then they kiss in the rain. And then he basically says, I'm going to marry you one day. And then she's like, yeah. yay. And then she says... Quite a nice couple. Yeah, they were. They were really cute, weren't they? 
a shame about that 18 wheeler truck. And then she says, drive carefully. Oh. Which he was doing, <laughs> to be fair. Oh, I but hate then... it. We're in, in films, when someone says drive carefully, you're you like, they're going to crash. They're going to crash. Yeah. You're going to crash. Yeah, you're going to crash. Um, Do not ever tell anyone to drive carefully in a film. So he's driving through this rain, and it is bad rain. It's like somebody's throwing buckets of water at the car. It's that heavy. Someone was doing that. I always imagine that is what is happening yeah. in in you know in what films. It reminds me of. Have you ever driven behind another vehicle whose the vehicle in front is washing their windscreen? And, and then you it's get like, like second hand windscreen wash over the roof of their car, and then you then have to wash your windscreen. Yeah, yeah. So, and then the car behind you then gets. <laughs> then they have to wash washed. their windscreen. It's a, chain. It's a windscreen yeah. chain. So he's he's driving through and he's kind of like, he's being careful because it's not very visible good weather, and there's a truck driver coming the other way, and he keeps nodding off. Uh, stop pull over and have a sleep that's yeah. what you're supposed to do because you're not you're only yeah. meant to like drive a certain amount of hours aren't you yeah. but he keeps nodding off then basically nods off uh t-bones his truck and then it's like a big like tanker thing that basically just starts sliding like sideways along uh, the road so there's no way yeah. you could avoid it yeah and he basically just slams right into it at the at the corner of it. So it it's a bad accident. Then it cuts to the hospital. The girlfriend's going to see him in intensive care. He is a mess. Like he's bandaged up, he's unconscious, he's in a coma, it's it's bad. She's obviously distraught. Then we cut to the Weisner Weisner Clinic where he is awake and you gather that some time has passed because he's not in bandages yeah. anymore. Uh, and then we, fe- we see Sam Weiser, who is talking to him, because I don't know if he's like just woken up, basically, from this coma. And then uh, he's like, oh, you've been here a while, and then he's like, my throat hurts. But I was thinking it's probably from a breathing tube, isn't it? Oh, right, yeah. Because, like, I've had operations before where you've been under general anaesthetic and they give you the tube and after your throat absolutely wrecks just uh, for, yeah. for having, like, your mouth open and it yeah. dries out, you know, it gets yeah. really sore. So then he gulps some water and then is this doctor's kind of like, do you remember this accident? And he's like, well, I've got no bandages. I must be all right, because I think he was, like, checking that he wasn't, like, horribly mangled, basically. So the parents come, and it's kind of a lot... I think it's a lot for him to take in at this point, because he doesn't really know where he is, what he's doing, or anything. Um, She's she's absolutely... She must be quite religious, because she's saying that it's a miracle, and and he was really lucky. And then, basically, they're like, oh, uh, you've been in a coma for five years. Five years. And he's like, oh... Okay then, and then yeah. he's like, "What about Sarah?" And they're like, "Well, she's moved on and married, because you know it's been five years." And he's really upset and he cries. Then he is still at this clinic, and this woman's putting new towels in for him. And then she goes to put a wet cloth on his head because we all know that if anyone is in a hospital, that is what they need. Yeah, you've been wet in a cloth. coma for five years. You need a wet cloth on your head. Even if they haven't got a temperature. Yeah, wet yeah. cloth. Always wet yeah. cloth. But then he grabs her arm because she doesn't realise that he's awake. So she shits herself. And then he sees this fire and this little girl in a corner, like, crying for her parents. And then he says he says something about Amy. And then she says, my daughter's called Amy. And then he says... Yeah, basically, your house is burning down. You need to go and get her out. Yeah, it's not too late. Go now, kind of thing. And it, and but there's like it. It's like he's in it. It's really, really creepy. Like he's in the it's bed very, and the bed's um, on fire. Yeah, and isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's really creepy. Like it's it's like a really vivid dream almost, isn't it? Like because like he's on fire and he can feel the heat of the fire and stuff. So then it cuts to the house. 
that was on fire, but the fire brigade are putting it out. And then the mum gets there and she gets Amy and Amy's out and she's alive. Amy's so fine. Amy's fine. That's Phew. Amazing. So yeah, so he he's still in this he's in, in this Wisner clinic and they're trying to like rehabilitate him to walk again because obviously he's not used his legs for five years. So at the moment he'll need a wheelchair for a bit and he was like the doctor's like it'll be a long process and it'll be difficult but you will walk eventually. You've just got to put the work in, basically. And he touches the hand of the doctor and he sees, like, um, it's a, it's not a flash forward, it's like a flashback, this one, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, like, a little... It's basically, like, it looks what... A town under siege of war and people trying to get out. And it's a woman who puts her kid on this, like, car and says, take him. And then she yeah. sort of goes away. And then he he says to him, he's like, the boy was safe. And he's like, what What are you talking about? And he gets up and just falls down because he can't walk. Yeah. And then and then he's like, what, what are you saying? And he was like, the boy was you. You're, the, the doctor was the boy. And then he says, your mother's alive. And then he's like, no, she's not. She died. And he's like, no. She survived. I know where she lives. I know her name. I know everything. Yeah. Mad, isn't it? And he's just like, uh, okay. Okay. This, it's good, though, because otherwise people would think he's bonkers. I feel like people do still... Th- I feel As in happens in films. People do believe this very quickly. Like, nobody is sceptical at all because no. everyone believes him immediately. They're like, right, wait, wait. yep, this yeah. is happening. You are psychic. That's yeah. fine. Um, that's it yeah the doc the doctor's on the phone and he has to speak to a joanna which we assume is the mum and he hears the voice of the woman and she's like hello is anyone there but he doesn't speak to her but you can tell that he knows full well that it's his mum and then he says he said he basically tells christopher walken he's like you were right I i found her and and he was like did you speak to her and he's like no i didn't speak to her but I don't know what you, you would say. What her. would you What would you say in that situation? Like, a guy told me that you weren't dead. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some psychic. Pretty much how it went down there. Yeah, and he and it, but it was like, why Why didn't you speak to her? And he's like, well, I, I hung up, and then he says it wasn't meant to be. So I don't know if it's because like mm-hmm. he'd made his peace with it all yeah. that time, you know, and he. And he just, I don't know, it's weird. Is it, you know, he didn't want to, like, uproot her life again or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, so, yeah. So he, he's in rehab and he's walking with sticks now. So he's doing better. He sees Sarah because she comes to visit him because, obviously, they've told her that he's awake now. And then, and then she's like, oh, you've cut your hair. Got rid of that horrible fringe, luckily. Good. She didn't yeah. say that, but I would have said that. I'm <sighs> like, you got rid of that disgusting fringe, well done. Now it's like full Michael Myers, because it's just yeah. backwards. Um, and then she's like, yeah, you lost weight. And then he says, uh, what does he say? I call it the coma diet. <laughs> I guess if you're not eating a lot, you're going to lose weight, aren't you? Well, it's not funny, but it is what he says. It's an extreme way to lose weight. He's sort of talking to her about her life. Obviously, she's married. And then he says, she says that she's a mum. She doesn't teach anymore because being a mum's full-time work. She's got a little boy and he's 10 months old. And then he kind of, he's sort of saying, because he's been in this coma, it's like he's woken up and it's the next day. Like five years yeah. haven't passed for him. And he's sort of saying, like, my feelings for you haven't changed, obviously, because I still have feelings for you. I guess it's just bad luck that, you know, it wasn't, meant to happen i guess yeah and then she she sort of says that she blames herself because she let him go to drive off well which she wouldn't tell him to drive carefully which is actually why he crashed so yeah it's exactly why she jinxed him she jinxed him so (laughs) she yeah so she but she's saying um that he's the talk of the town and 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 they're talking about this second sight that he's got and is in the papers. Like everyone fully believes this now. It's in the papers and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no like, there's no doubt in anyone's mind that this is true. And then, 
does he start he starts talking about sleepy hollow again he's obsessed with sleepy hollow and he, he sort of does there's a quote of uh as it as he was a bachelor of something i don't know it was a really long bit and then i think he says that he needs space from her because i think he's he can't process everything yeah. that's going on because like it's just woken up it's it's difficult he's space yeah yeah so she goes in a car and has a little cry and leaves and then it cuts to him he's still in this clinic and he's like the press are hounding me they want this that and the other they want to know blah 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 so he decides that he's going to hold a press conference so they they're sort of asking him questions and they're like the the girl survived then yep blah 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 and then they're like could we have a demonstration somebody starts talking about the election and he's like well i don't know what you're talking about and they're like well you know the election and and if that was me i'd be like i've been in a coma for five years i don't know what's going on yeah. Things have changed. I don't know. I don't know who's who's being elected. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So this this journalist is like, I need I need a demonstration. So he comes up and he touches his hand and he kind of asks he sort of looks at him and he's like, You want to know when you're gonna die, I think. And he's like, You want to know if you're gonna die tomorrow. But then the uh the journalist gets really freaked out and like takes his hand away and he's like, No, I don't want this, I can't I don't want to know. Because it's that kind of, would you would you, would want, you want to, to know? know? Yeah, would you want to know? If you if somebody said, like, you've got however many months, years, whatever to live, would you, would you want that to know? Because it's kind of, you're just counting down to that time then, basically, aren't you? Yeah. I don't think I'd want to I know. I don't know. If it was a really short amount of time, I'd want to know. If, if it, it was, was really something... If it was something, like, horrible and avoidable, I'd like to know. Because yeah. then I could avoid it. Yeah. But if it's it if it's a just pointless mistake, yeah, you'd want to know. Yeah, but if it was kind of you're just gonna die because of reasons, yeah. then oh, I don't think I'd want to know. Uh, the the parents are watching this conference, and the mum has a heart attack, which is horrible. I was like, oh, mm. they're in the hospital to go visit her, and then is. T- is talking to her and she's not she's definitely not with it at all because she's asking him to leave his boots outside and yeah and says oh he's good he's a good boy and then she dies yeah well it's really sad it's so sad isn't it it's horrible it's poor mum then it cuts to the sheriff which is tom skerritt alien man at the parents house and he's come to see johnny also his name is johnny smith i think (laughs) is it john smith it's like john smith but I think there's, name. there's something in the book that says it's like a most unremarkable name and like one of the most yeah. popular names in the world kind of thing. And I think that's kind of meant to be like, you know, it's kind of a is kind of an un, un- extraordinary un- guy who gets yeah. these yeah, these gifts kind of thing. So he's talking about the Castle Rock killer, which is Castle Rock's like a fictional place in Stephen King's law i think Universe, i don't yeah. know if he talks about it in the dark tower series possibly yeah, yeah. but he does he does mention it like it's it's yeah. a place so he's talking about this castle rock killer and he needs help to catch this killer he's exhausted all the methods that he can think of yeah. but he doesn't really want to do that he was like i don't no. i don't want to and then he's basically saying well you know you've got a gift should you not use it for the purposes of good to find killers and stuff and then he, and I think he sort of says, he brings God into it and says that it's a blessing from God. And he's like, are you kidding me? And he's like, God threw a truck at me. I've lost everything. I don't think it's a blessing at all. Like, I've got nothing apart from this wow. second sight. He's feeling a bit sorry for himself at this point. He, he, he's, he's had a difficult time, to say the least. So the, the sheriff basically goes, because he's having none of it. So he's like, fine, right, I'm going. And then the dad starts to talk to him and sort of says, those murders were really horrible. I feel like I wish your mum was here to talk to you because she would probably explain it better than you. And and he, and he sort of he starts saying, like, it doesn't bring happiness. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. 
Now you can use your Contour Voice Remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox Voice Remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. And he says, when he gets the visions, it feels like he's dying so it's yeah. like a it's like a total immersive like it's, yeah. it's pretty that's scary that's that horrible. it sounds yeah. horrible doesn't it yeah that's pretty horrific. yeah um and he's like oh, just he, he's just yeah it, i think if he can avoid using it he'd rather do that to be fair then there's a car approaching the house and it's sarah and her kid so he goes out to meet them and she's like, oh, you look great. You've not got a crutch or anything. But he does hide the crutch inside before he goes outside. <laughs> they they basically spend the day together. They sleep with each other and then have like a nice little bonding family time. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's neat. Oh, they're going to get back together. Because no. at first, well, yeah, because it, it, it sort of cuts to them having dinner with the dad and the dad's getting yeah. a chair. And I was like, does she live there now? Is it as, as time yeah. passed? I don't know what's going on. But it is the same day. She's made dinner for everybody. And then he sort of says, yeah, well, that's probably for the best because I think my dad's sick of my my cuisine. And then he's sort of saying like, oh, it's nice to have people around the table again and, and, and everyone kind of feels a little bit awkward. Yeah. And then she ends up leaving with the son and, he, and he's sort of saying, will I see you again? And she's like, not like today. And then they kiss and then she leaves. So she... She leaves. I think they should have got back together. Yeah. It would have been nice. There's obviously still something there. and Yeah. But then... You know, she has moved on with I her mean, life. It's, it's it difficult, isn't years. it? That's true. So he goes back inside to, and he watches some TV and then he sees that this killer is still at large. They're trying to find information. Nine murders over three and a half years and the latest was a 15-year-old girl. And then I think he kind of sees that and he's like, I need to help. Yeah. So he sort of says, I'm, I'm going to help, I'm going to help him. It cuts to them in this tunnel and he says that it's like a shortcut to school and he waits there, he's like waited there for him and stuff, which is oh, horrible. That's an awful thing to do. Walk the long way around. Always walk the long mm. way around. He says like, you know, are you, are you getting any vibes or whatever? Gives him a cigarette packet because they found it in a bush and he's like, I think this is like what the killer had. But he's like, I'm not finding anything. And then they get a call that they found another body at this gazebo thing. Apparently yeah. that's a, a really well-known place where people take wedding photographs. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they say that it was Elmer and she worked in the cafe across the road. And then he basically goes to touch a hand to see what's going on. And he touches a hand and sees what's happened. And then basically sees a mysterious figure calling to her and they're chatting. And he's yeah. like, she knows who he is. She knows this guy. Yeah. And then she's like, she's, he, he's sort of saying, oh, come up and I want to show you something. And she's like, mm, all right, I suppose so. And then he's like, she knows. She's not scared. She knows him. Yeah. And he's got this pair of scissors in his coat and he stabs her with him. And then, horrible. But then he sees who it is. Yeah. And it's the sheriff's it's deputy. Dodged, the other police officer, yeah. Yeah. Cause it, and then they're like, oh, he's just driven off very, very fast. And he's yeah. like, well, because it's him. That's why it and is. Then Johnny was like, oh, I was right there and I didn't do anything. I was like, well, you weren't right there. Yeah, I saw him and I did nothing. But you but couldn't. That's why it's horrible for him because he feels like he is there. And he, he's kind of living, he's like living it, isn't he? And he's like, yeah. sorry, man, I did nothing. Like, but what can you do in a memory? Like, you can't... No, yeah, because he wasn't actually that, yeah. But that's kind of a... a th people do get guilt about things that they can't... Mm. It's beyond their control. 
and you know yeah. in your logical brain that you can't control it, but you still feel that guilt of not being able yeah. to do anything. They end up going to this guy's house, which is a massive house. There's like an affinity of rooms, apparently. Oh, it certainly is. Look at the maze. The um the mum's there and she's like, What's going on? And he he touches the mum's hand and he's like, You knew about this. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my god, that's horrible. So she's been covering for him this entire time. That's bad, isn't it? What yeah. a thing to do. Yeah. So they're going through they're trying to find him through this house. He's locked himself in a bathroom and he's got this pair of scissors that he uses to kill people. And then it's like one of I think I feel like this scene's been shown in loads of like horror clips before, where he basically opens the scissors Ugh. and wedges them upright. I don't know how I don't quite know how he did that, but he manages to get them upright and then basically just opens his mouth and then leans oh, towards it and then you're like, Ugh! but luckily it cuts away. Because <laughs> yeah, I was like. Because I was like, oh my god, what if they show it? Oh, I hope they don't show it. Because sometimes you're like, they're not going to show it. They're not going to show it. And then they show it and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. That's horrible. Um, They find this locked door. So obviously it's in there. And then they're like, Frank, we're coming in. They hoof the door open. He's in the bath dead. Like, lacerated or whatever he's done to himself. And then the mum finds a gun and shoots Johnny. Sheriff shoots her. So that's kind of that. That's kind of wrapped up. That's that aspect wrapped up, yeah. Then it cuts to the doctor pulling up at a house, a new house. Opens the door and it's Christopher Walken and he's like, hello, John. He's like, how did you find me? And he's like, well, you know, you're still under my care. So it's my duty to find you, basically. And he's like, I'm fine. I've moved town. It's fine. And he's like, the bullet just travelled right through me. So I didn't get... Anything particularly horrible. I'm assuming it just grazed, like, the side. It didn't hit anything. And and then he sort of says... He says that his headaches are getting worse and he's getting at least four a day. And then he's like, well, I can give you pills to help. And he's like, no, I don't want any more pills. I just don't... I don't want it. And then he's like, I feel like I'm getting worse. And he's like, as these visions get more and more increasing in severity, I feel weaker. And... And he's sort of saying, because I think the doctor kind of wants to study him and sort of see what's yeah. going on with him. Because he, he does want to help him, but like as a scientist, he's like intrigued by it all, isn't he? And he's like, I think we can reverse it. But then he's like, I don't, I'm not going with you. And then he's like, I just want to protect you. I want to help you. But he's having none of it. He's moved on. He's yep. moved on with his life and he's he's teaching from home now. So he's teaching a, a little boy reading and then a man comes and he wants a chat and he's like, my son Chris needs your help. I don't know what's wrong with him. He's kind of, he's not participating in school. He's very shy and he, I think he needs a bit of extra help basically. And then he's like, you'd have to come to us to see if he gets on with you first and then we'll do the teaching from your house. But he's like, no. No. And then he ends up caving in. He's like, fine. And then he's like, right, yeah, I'll send a car. And I thought, oh, well, you're getting a free lift there and back. So it's no skin off your nose, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. So he's looking at this poster and it's like Greg for State Senate, which is Martin Sheen. Yeah. So we'll get to him in a bit. So the next day he goes to this house and he. Is there this guy who has been looking at this poster and he's all like yucking it up with his pals, giving out badges. It's like, vote for me, whatever. So he ends up, I think he's like, he's he's like a, a money man, basically, this guy. He's yeah. backing him financially for his campaign. Then he leaves, so he goes to... Uh, Goes to Chris's room, and then Dad's like, "Oh, this is Chris. This is uh, Johnny. What this is a teacher." Room. Fucking massive. And then he was yeah. like, "I'll leave you to get acquainted. Bye." Bye. You yeah. don't know this guy. What yeah, if mean, it? Christopher Walken seems like a nice person, but you probably Chris... shouldn't leave an unknown. Christopher Walken does seem like a nice person, but he's got this overall intensity that is really, really creepy, and I don't think I'd yeah. want to leave him alone with my children if I'd never yeah. met him before. <laughs> No offence, Christopher Walken. I read 
Uh, I looked him up on Wikipedia, Christopher Walken. Yeah. And he used to have a cat named Flapjack. Oh. Yeah. That's adorable. So he can't be, no can't be that bad. Flapjack. Yeah, he can't be, be that bad. Yeah, he can't be that intense. <laughs> so so they, they, um, they start chatting and next thing they're out in the garden having a walk. So, you know, they're, they're getting on like a house on fire. It's great. He's sort of, he's like... Does he say like you need to? We need to like bring you out of your shell, and then he says, "I don't need that. I think my dad needs that more than I do, or something." And they all have a bit of a laugh. He's talking to this this guy, and he's like, "Well, he's spoken to you. That's like leaps and bounds of improvement. I can't believe it. This is great, full time, whatever." And then uh, Greg Greg Stilson, he's called, is on the TV doing his campaigning, man of the people. Yeah. And then, he, and then he kind of says, he says, are you, are you mates with this guy or what? And this this sort of money guy. And he's like, no, not at all. And he's like, the key is don't get too close. So you need to be close enough if he wins to make sure that he knows that you were there. Yeah. But you don't want to get into that kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, because he's not very nice. And then it cuts to a guy in his office and Greg Stilson's there with his goons and he's saying that he's even in the polls and he's got a vision that he's going to be president one day and no one's going to stop me in that vision. And he's like, you've written some editorial about me. I'm guessing you don't like me. And then he's like, we can cut a deal, keep out of each of us businesses, do what you want. Yeah. And then it, But he's like, well, it's going to print. It's happening. I'm not having anything to do with it. And then he basically produces these photos and he's like, well, I've got these. Um, I don't think that's your wife in these pictures. Maybe she would like to know about it. So he's been absolutely set up. Yeah. So basically he's got this guy in his pocket now, which is obviously how he's managing to win votes and win elections and become popular. No, it's not. And then uh, he's, yeah, so John's teaching Chris. He's teaching him the raven, of course he is. Of course. And he's talking about, it's the, the part where he's talking about his lost wife, lost Lenore, which is quite interesting because then there's a yeah. guy at the door who's trying to campaign for Stilson and then uh, he's kind of like, I'm a bit busy now, I've got I've got a student, I'm, I'm busy. And then he's like, oh, have you got any literature? And he's like, oh yes, uh, Sarah, can you get the literature please? And it's bloody Sarah. Sarah's yeah. married her. See, now, I would be put off by her immediately because I was like, she's campaigning for this guy, this Greg Stilson guy who's clearly the worst. I'd be like, I don't trust your political views. I don't think I want to be with you anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so she, she's sort of saying, you, oh, you're back teaching. I heard about you. And then... They sort of have this exchange and then they leave and he shuts the door and he's absolutely distraught and he's just crying. Upset, yeah. And the ki- and the kid's like, "Are you all yeah, right? Okay. Are you all right? Yeah. Did you know her or something? What's going on?" And then he basically just hugs the kid and the kid's like, "I don't, I don't know weird. what's going on." This is a bit weird, a bit inappropriate. It's a bit weird. I don't yeah. know what's going on. But then he touches him obviously and then he sees him drowning in a lake. Yeah. Ugh. And it's loads of. Uh, Loads of kids falling into this lake dressed as uh, hockey players. Yeah. And then he kind of looks really freaked out. And he's like, are you all right? And he's like, I've, I've got to go and my time's up. And he's like, I'm going to come with you. I'm going to come with you. So it yeah. turns out that the dad's arranged um, like a hockey team thing, hockey team practice. And then he basically says, call it off there's going to be an accident, they're going to fall through this ice. And he's like, we always yeah. use it through till March, it's fine. I don't know what, you, what your problem is, what's wrong with you? And he's like, do you want to kill your son? And then basically starts smashing shit up and he's like, you need to cancel this immediately. And then he's like, oh God, I'm not I'm not doing it. So he's Which like... Which is a good thing. Yeah, he basically says, I don't think you're... He was like, I don't think you're right for this family now. You, you're fired, get out. Yeah, but don't do the hockey... And he's like, that's fine, just don't do it. Do not do this hockey thing. So then uh, he, yeah, he's like, I won't won't do it then. And then he holds the son's hand 
again to see what happened and he's like yeah you're all right now you're all right now you survive yeah. just, a, just a little touch yeah just, yeah yeah you're all right so then it cuts to uh chris is in his bedroom on his computer and then the dad comes in and he's like you're not dressed and he's like we well, called it off and he's like no i didn't i just said i did <gasps> and then he's like are you gonna are you, are you coming or not and he's like no i'm not coming because obviously he's taking what he's said and he's like i it's am not going dumb. Yeah. Absolutely not going. So then his dad gets really annoyed and says, right, fine, well, we're going anyway. You do what you want. Then it cuts to Johnny. He's just walking down the street and then he sees the, you know, the paper boxes that we have. And he gets paper and there's been a skating accident. And then Mm. it cuts to the dad who's sat on his own looking absolutely traumatised because two children have died. And he he rings them up. Because the phone's going, but the dad isn't answering because the dad's catatonic at this point. So yeah. Chris answers and he's like, Johnny, is that you kind of thing? And then it cuts to Senate campaign, which is very reminiscent of Donald Trump. <laughs> I think that he watched this and basically did what he did. Because there's, <laughs> honestly... Because I, re- I watched this interview with Stephen King and he was saying like that how, how apt it was. And he was mm. saying that he'd written this guy as kind of a... He'd written him as a kind of guy who maybe wasn't into politics but kind of thought, I can do that. I've got, I've got this. Yeah. And then somehow managed to capture the people and, and what they wanted at the time and then rose to power, basically, which is what happened. Yeah. And there's there's bits where like, you know, he's wearing a hard hat and saying like he's a man of the people and stuff and it's all like very, very similar. And I was like, he basically just watched this film and was like, That's a good yeah. idea. I it's think I'm gonna do it. Oddly prophetic, isn't it? Yeah. For a for a That's film about prophecies as well. Mm. Mm. So so yeah, so Johnny's in his house and then it cuts to this campaign. Sarah's there. There's red balloons everywhere, which made me laugh because then it made me think of it because of the red balloons. Mm. Um, of, of it, he's, yeah. He's going round, he's going round kissing people. You know, like when people like kiss people and shake their hand and stuff. Yeah. He's kissing them on mouth. Oh. And I was like, don't kiss people on the mouth who you've never even met. It's really weird. That's weird, especially. Well. Obviously, 1983 was a completely different time. Especially now, like, absolutely yeah. not. But even before now, like, no, don't do it. Shake the hand or yeah. Give him a high five, I don't know. So everyone everyone loves him. He's shaking hands with people and it's great. But then Johnny goes down to see what's going on because it's happening, like, outside his house, this big campaign thing. Yeah. And he shakes his hand. So then, obviously, he gets this flashback. Uh, and he's saying there's a there's a few people in a room and there's a briefcase that's open and he's like the people speak through me this is my destiny and saying you've got to do this general and you've got to put your hand on that thing and he basically yeah. forces so like him to yeah force, forces him to then uh, he he does it and then they're kind of saying do do we need do we need to do this and then he just presses this button yeah. And then he says, uh, we, we'll have a solution. We don't need to do this. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. No, no, Missiles are flying. Missiles are flying. So he obviously has seen what is going to happen. And he's like, oh, my God, this is horrible. This is bad. So yeah. then he sees the doctor again. And he's like, if you could go back in time, would you kill Hitler? And he's like, what? And he's like, well, I had this episode, I was tutoring this boy and I saw him drown, but I managed to stop it and change the path of what happened because he survived. So he was like, right, so if you see the future, you can possibly change it then. It's like the butterfly effect, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. So you've got a a possibility of altering the outcome that, that you've seen. And he's like, yeah. So, so he's like, so, so yeah, so back to my question, if you could kill Hitler, would you kill Hitler? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think I would. And, like, I guess this guy is kind of a man of science and a man of reason. Mm. So I'm guessing, like, he values his opinion because he's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably. So he's like, right, okay, that's fine. 
So he gets a rifle and gets on a bus and writes a letter to Sarah and he's saying that he can't hide anymore. He'd figured it out all wrong. It's a gift, not a curse, and it'll be over soon. But I know that I'm right and what I'm doing is right. And then he says that I've always loved you. I love you. See you later. So he he breaks into this campaign place and it looks like it's set up for like a big meeting because there's like a podium and banners and stuff. So he's sat up in these like, it's like a balcony thing. He's sat up there. I thought it was very reminiscent of Abraham Lincoln, of like oh, the uh, shooting yeah. of Lincoln, like yeah, sat in it. A... It was a bit sort of like a church hall type yeah. theatre yeah. place, wasn't it? Rather than like a... Yeah. a I don't know if that was meant, but it just reminded me of that for some reason. Um, So he comes in, this guy, and he's so popular and and he's he's smoozing with everybody. That baby doesn't like him. That baby doesn't like him because he just cries. He just cries. (laughs) And I was like, that baby knows. That baby knows what's going on. And he... So he reaches for his gun and he gets ready. He gets on this podium and he starts doing his speech. So what I would have done is because you could see through that there was like a curtain thing on the balcony. Mm. So you could have poked it through there yeah. and no one had seen you. But yeah. he doesn't. He just fully stands up. He fully stands up and he's like, right, I'm going to shoot him and stand up. I suppose he knew he wasn't going to get away with it. He'd have got away with it better if he hadn't but have stood up. He could have been out. He got away with it by like... Going through it could have some sort of method to stop him becoming president that didn't. It could have done it. It could have done it, and then left the like wiped the gun, left the gun, and then just yeah. run away and just been like a crowd person and been like, whoa, yeah, idiot. But anyway, so <laughs> he he miss he misses he misses him anyway, and yeah. then uh, the obviously they start shooting at him, and he and he kind of like before he stands up, he kind of has this, like, look on his face of, like, am I actually going to do this? Because this is fucking insane. What am I actually doing? Mm. And then uh, it goes to shoot him again, but the senator grabs the baby, it's Sarah's baby, and uses him as a shield. <gasps> and I was like, well, clearly he's not a good that? guy. Little tiny baby. <gasps> That's terrible. Awful. What a... But then, what a despicable thing to do, poor little baby. I know. Johnny gets shot by his um, like entourage people, and he falls yeah. off the stage, and he's lying on the floor bleeding. In the meantime, there's a guy taking photos of Martin Sheen using yeah. baby as a shield. Baby. That guy is his son in real life. <laughs> it's one of the Estevezes, I think. Yeah. yeah. So he's not in a. He's not in a bad, he's, he's in a bad way. And then uh, the Senate comes over to him and he's like, why, what are you doing? And he holds his hand to see if he's changed the path of what he's going to yeah. do. And you see him, there's like a, um, a full magazine spread of him basically holding this baby as a human shield. Yeah. And they're like, is this a guy that you really want to run for Senator? I don't think it is. No. And he's sat. In his house, he's been drinking, clearly. It doesn't look like a good way, and he just basically shoots himself in the head. So he's like, it's over, you're done. I've done my yeah. part now. He's done his Good job. for me. <laughs> so then Sarah goes to Johnny, and they hug, and then they have this kind of sort of goodbye, and she says, I love you, which was dubbed in, apparently. Yeah, which it? Yeah, when I you watch... Tell. Could you not? Oh, I could tell. It looked really... Could you tell? Yeah. I- I think they added it in to give him, like, redemption at the end. Mm. So, like, she said that she loved him and he said that he loved her. Because I don't think that was in the original one. But then he dies and then it's finished. That's it. Fin. It's it's an interesting... uh, It's an interesting concept. I like it. Like, you know, if you did have that power to see what was going on, would you... Would you use it? kind of thing mm. it's really interesting yeah i feel like if i had that part I'd try to use it but i wouldn't quite know what to do like and how do you meet people like yeah you could really only do it on a, the scale at which you meet people regularly mm. yeah you go around meeting world leaders and assassinating them yeah that's true 
Yeah. But still, it's an interesting idea. It is, yeah. I really liked yeah. it. I'm sure he's done another... He did um. I'm sure he's done another one, and I think he did it about the assassination of Kennedy. Is it like 11... New Stephen King? Yeah, it's 11... I feel like he has done that. It's like a date, 11 summit. Mm. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah. I've not read that either, but apparently that's really, really good. But I feel like it's kind of a similar take on, on this. Stephen King is usually good, isn't he? He is very good. I really like him. Yeah. Like, as authors go, I think he's one of my favourite. Yeah. Yeah, rating, I'd probably give it a four out of five. It's it's solid, good solid film. Good solid. It's good. Good solid Sunday film. Sunday evening film. Yeah. It's not a Saturday night film, it's a Sunday night film. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably give Gara one out of five. That guy was a bit bloody in the bath. But, the scissors? Ooh. But you didn't see anything, like... No, that's true. But then I feel like you didn't need to see it. Like, your own imagination was probably worse, to be honest. Yeah. Humour, probably a one out of five, because it wasn't very funny. It's not mm. funny. Not really, no. No, it's not funny. But definitely worth watching. Like, it was enjoyable. Good, it's a good um, adaptation. I do like David Cronenberg. I didn't used yeah. to like him. Like, when I was younger, I didn't like him, but I didn't, didn't really understand his stuff. Like, yeah. I liked The Fly... But anything else, I was like, it's too weird. I don't get it. Like, mm. but as I've got older, and especially now we're doing this, like looking at things a bit more critically. He's good, isn't he? It's yeah, and I and I kind of get it. Yeah. He's a bit, he's a little bit like David Lynch, sort of mm. that kind of weirdy stuff. Yeah, but I do, I quite like him. He's done loads of films that I didn't but... even realize. <laughs> There's lots, lots that I don't have. I've, yet to see them yeah well in lockdown there was plenty of time that's it yeah definitely well next week yeah yeah next week oh. we're gonna do the Blair Witch Project oh yeah I hate it I've seen that one. you have seen that I've seen it once and I hated it I saw it and I didn't understand it at all because I didn't pay attention to it and I know you're supposed to pay attention to it, but I just didn't. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it a try. We'll give it a go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, watch The Blair Witch Project for next week. <laughs> 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 and in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horopod, And we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. Interact. Like. Share, subscribe, spread the word. Get us, <laughs> get us in the the internet. Stay safe, everybody. I guess. Well, yeah, that is that the, huge. Yeah, that is the year. It's been a year of staying safe, hasn't Stay it? Stay safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. 
When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com thisishome today.